Hello and welcome to Wednesday's podcast. And Bush, I think it's fair to say, I mean, obviously you know, much like I do, what's coming up in this podcast. I think it's fair to say there could be a little bump in our podcast numbers for this here show today. Yes, the thing you're about to hear contains a lady telling a story about what a fox left at the end of her garden that was so X-rated we had to stop the phone call in its tracks on the show, the live show, and we've saved it for you hardcore podcast listeners to enjoy right now. But obviously that means if you're having your tea whilst listening to this, having a sandwich, just push it away for a second. (laughs) Hello to all the new podcasters. Enjoy the show. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometime podcast with bush and richie so look i've got some breaking fox news when we were talking yesterday about the fact that i uh, fox has been visiting our house on a nightly basis and kind of mucking around it stole one of my shoes and it punctured my penny floater football that was where we left it the other night if you remember i do well, this morning, we've had a, an incredible development. Because um, remember, we kind of left it me thinking about, do I try and communicate with them? Do I befriend them? Is it war? What happens? Open the curtains to reveal the back garden this morning when he was getting the little one up and making a coffee and was presented with two items that have been left by the foxes on our back patio. Very unusual items. First item, I kid you not, a tiny bottle of lavender spray. <laughs> okay. Very, very weird. And then next to that, a single silver Birkenstock sandal. (laughs) What is going on there? Two bizarre items that have undoubtedly been left for us by the foxes. Is this a peace offering? Is there a message inherent in this? I'm just trying to look at it and thinking, you know, is it a warning? How am I supposed to read into this thing? Well, when we discussed it on the show the other day and you were trying to work out whether you should make friends with this fox and all this kind of thing, people were people were warning you about mange and, uh, and such like. Nobody warned you about lavender spray and Birkenstocks. Strange, isn't it? Maybe they're giving me some kind of uh, advice in terms of a new fragrance uh, or whatever. I've had a few tweets during the course of the day. I don't know if anyone listening has had the same situation. It, it seems that foxes have got a bit of a saucy kind of infatuation with footwear. Do you know what I mean? Like a <laughs> fetish thing. There's something going on. Nick, for example, tweets saying, this is bizarre. We have a fox coven, which apparently is the collective noun, uh, out the back of our house. The neighbour knocked on our door at the weekend to say she'd left a pair of trainers out overnight and one had been taken. He says, forget the birds, the foxes are coming for our footwear. Bush, this news of uh, this fox bringing a Birkenstock into the garden this morning rather than taking stuff from your garden, this is good news for my son Charlie. While you were off last week, he had his bucket hat nicked in front of him (laughs) by a fox while he's playing football. This means that the, the hat could come back. Yeah, so the foxes are taking items from some people and then delivering them to other people. It's like uh, some kind of bring and buy sale going on amongst the houses in your neighbourhood. Uh, and, and it seems like they do have a bit of a thing for footwear and clothing. Uh, Andy says on Twitter, I take it as a warning in that that's one shoe, maybe all that's left from someone at number 43. Come on, I'm sure they're not doing that. Uh, and Steve says, I lost one flip-flop, the wife lost two pesky foxes. So look, if you've got any stories of them nicking your stuff, this has escalated from... Uh, just like taking things but delivering you items out of the blue then we want to hear about it on the show tonight 8 12 15 the text absolute radio if you 
insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. You're listening to The Hometime Show on a Wednesday night. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, Lucy from Car Shelton has texted us, 8.12.15, to say, Hi guys, I just heard your story about the fox delivering the Birkenstocks, and I wondered where this was. I had my brand new pair of Birkenstocks stolen by our local fox the other night. I was absolutely gutted as I bought them as a graduation present to myself, and I've not seen a trace of them since. I've just done some maths online, and I think Car Shelton to Leon C, 58 miles. Do foxes have that kind of radius? I'm not too sure. We'll get Chris Packham on. He'll know. Uh, He'll know, won't he? Someone's texted saying, Miranda from the telly woke up face to face with a fox yesterday. You could compare notes. I've checked on Twitter. This is verified. Miranda Hart says, I slept on the kitchen floor. My bedroom was a very hot room. Not in a good way. I can imagine Miranda saying that. (laughs) Uh, I had the doors to the garden open. At one point before dawn, this happened. I woke up to find myself face to face with a fox. So they're like intruders as well into your house and it's weird you should say that because our next door neighbour Rachel told us this morning that last night she had the back doors open cooking tea in the evening came back into the lounge to find a fox sat there bold as brass watching her TV. They are trying to get into our homes. Craig in Basingstoke has made a very good point. He says, Bush, it's the Disney Robin Hood film coming to life. Foxes taking from the rich, giving to the poor. Then goes on to say he reckons it's the best Disney film ever. It's right up there, I would agree. Is he, is he saying I'm a pauper? Because it's given me a Birkenstock <laughs> and, and some lavender sprays. Is that what he's saying? He is saying uh, that. Ross... Ross says, not foxes, but my mum's cat brought home a cheese and ham toasty last week. It seems like nature's going wild. And hi to Carol and Paul. They say, Bush and Richie, our resident fox doesn't like us camping in the garden. For the last two nights, she's chewed through the guide ropes on our bell tent and run off with them. Last night, we caught her on camera doing it. This is unbelievable, folks. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Ruben from Southampton says, uh, Bush and Richie, I was sat watching TV and a fox came into my house and got into my secret food stashed away for occasions. Love to know what that secret food stash is, Ruben. And this one here from Jay says, Bush and Richie, on my last holiday at Thorpe Park, a fox was drinking water out of our caravan's toilet. How grim is that? <laughs> uh, now, Bev has a text that could apply to this rogue Birkenstock that was gifted into your garden this morning by the fox overnight. She says that there's a fox in Berlin that has collected over a hundred shoes and other items from people's gardens. Considering a lot of the shoes were Crocs, I'd like to think it was doing the world a favour. Well, that's such a German fox, isn't it? <laughs> really, really brilliantly getting Crocs, you know, because they're so uh, usable in different situations and stuff like that. Now, a very few, pragmatic. A, indeed, a few minutes ago, uh, we spoke to Michelle. Uh, she was another person who has uh, received uh, a fox gift in the garden. Have a listen to what Michelle had to say. Oh, God, many feel awful. Oh, it was really disgusting. I, I just came out in the garden and uh, I saw something in the distance. It's a reasonably large garden. and been walking over to try and work out what yep. it was and took one look and run screaming and find my sister up in a panic because it made me feel it. <laughs> 
What was it? Now, 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 now. Before now, now, Michelle now. actually steps in and says what it was, Bush and I aren't idiots. You might think it. You listen every day. We've realised what she said. It, it's not nice for half past four in the afternoon. So if you if you want to find out the the rest of Michelle's story, you can find yeah. it on our podcast. It's going to go up there, isn't it? Bearing in mind, right, we've heard it and we ain't going to sleep tonight. We won't sleep in anyway because of the heat. We definitely ain't sleeping. We might even have our tea after hearing it. But if you want to hear or listen to the full thing with the parental advisory warning that Richie's just done, check out the podcast tonight. It'll be available after the show finishes. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Right then, so we did warn you at the time we bottled out of actually playing the end of the call on the show because Michelle's story about what she found at the end of the garden that was left there by a fox was too grim for half four in the afternoon, as Richie just said. So you've been warned, here's the full thing. Oh, God, man, it's been awful. Oh, it was really disgusting. I, I just came out in the garden and uh, I saw something in the distance. It's a reasonably large garden and been walking over to try and work out what yep. it was and took one look and run screaming and found my sister up in a panic because it made me silly. <laughs> What was it? It was uh, it was a head of off a cat. It had also oh. been mauled. Yeah, it was just too disgusting for words. Thankfully, that is one of the most uh, that is one of the most unsettling things I've ever heard in my entire life, Michelle. It is. It, is, it was nasty. It was, it was. I was sort of struggling anyway at the moment. I was going through a bit of a bad time personally anyway. To come out and see that was just not not great. And I phoned my brother up and said. I know it's locked down, but can you come and get rid of it? And you refuse. <laughs> but thankfully, I, I avoided the garden, and then the next day, thankfully, they, I don't know if it was the same fox or a different one, I don't know, but they came and removed it anyway. Good. And then whilst I was sitting here listening to your station working, I looked over, and underneath one of our little trees, I see something, went and had a look, and it was a little baby's nappy. Oh, so wow. they've got it in for nice you, those local foxes, haven't they? It's unbelievable. Nasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bringing nasty things, not pleasant things, unfortunately. Hey, well, so Bush, have a word with yours. See if it can take some <laughs> lavender spray and Birkenstocks round to Michelle's house. Yeah. It'll be an improvement. Sure, we can sort it out with a bottle of Birkenstock or something like that. Michelle, not a problem. That's what I need, definitely. <laughs> Thankfully, the nappy's not obviously used, so... Um... <laughs> Thanks for the update. Every cloud. <laughs> Every cloud. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Now, here's something new for you. Think back six months. Uh, the, the term social distancing didn't even exist in our lives. Now it does. Walking down the pavement. Uh, Sometimes ideas, the best ideas, get born out of just being in the midst of the situation and thinking, I need to fix this. Now yes. where you're walking down the pavement these days and uh, if it's a busy pavement, some some councils have sort of like widened pavements and all that kind of stuff to help people sort of walk by and still keep distance. But sometimes you're, you're looking ahead at someone and thinking, oh, are they coming through? No, I'm going to stand here and I'll let them come through. But if you were in a car, you'd flash them. You'd flash them and say, oh, you, you come through, I'll wait for you. When you're, a, when you're a pedestrian on the pavement, you can't flash someone. That is unless you have the Pavement Flasher 2000. It's a brand new concept that the Bush and I have come up with, and we're very excited about it. 
That's it. Um, obviously, the name is in prototype stage at the moment. We, we're, we're willing to hear other suggestions, but we're pretty happy with the pavement Flasher 2000. It, it sounds like the future, and it does what it says, all in the name, doesn't it? It does indeed. So if you have a look at uh, the Absolute Radio socials right now, uh, we've we've put up a, uh, a prototype that uh, Bush has been working on. Uh, obviously, he's back at home, so he's, he's able to do a little bit more stuff in the workshop whilst I'm here in the studio. Uh, and uh, this this shows on a, on a pushchair, baby's buggy, that kind of thing, lights that you would be able to flash as a pedestrian uh, to yeah. another pedestrian saying, hey, I'm stopping, you can come through on this bit of pavement. Well, what I've done, I've taken the, the bikes, the front and uh, front and light and back lights from my Brompton, because obviously I'm not cycling to work at the moment, so the red one and the white one, attach them to either side of Thea's buggy, and you can use them to flash left or right. Also, if you don't have uh, a buggy that you're pushing around, I think they'd hoop quite well onto either belt hoop, either side of your hips. Exactly. And you could indicate, because how many people, right, I would say everyone listening right now at some point has had that awful, you know, when you move left and right with someone, because you, uh, you go that way, uh, uh, uh. Yep. this would resolve that completely because you would indicate to take the right hand side of that turn the pavement flasher 2000 you can have a look at the concept on our socials right now we're open to feedback what do you think of it as an idea 8 12 15 for your text tweet us at absolute radio and pre-orders pre-orders any other tech from cars that could go to the pedestrian as the world changes let us know what you think. Get in touch. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is Absolute Radio, where real music matters. It's home time on a Wednesday night. Richie and I have just unveiled a huge product demo. You know what you get at these big uh, electrical goods fairs and stuff like that. We've just revealed our Pavement Flasher 2000, a way to communicate with other people as you walk around the streets and tell them which way you're turning. Den says, we had a Pavement Flasher on our estate when I was a kid. Now, I don't... That's not... That's not... We don't want to get bogged down in the name, do we? We know the name's not perfect. We are the first people to realise that the name is an issue. This is just a device, much like if you're in a car, you'd flash someone with your headlights to say, no, you come through. Now, with these days of pavements and social distancing, you need to be able to do that as a pedestrian. You can't. But as Bush says, if you've got lights on your belt loops or on your pushchair, you're able to flash and say to that other pedestrian, come through. That's why it's called the Pavement Flasher 2000. But the name is an issue. We don't want to get bogged down in that. Is there any other tech that you can take from a car to make the world of a pedestrian Better. John texts to say a horn that bleeps out any swearing. My question for that would be, why would you want to bleep out the swearing? Some, sometimes when you're walking around town and people are just stepping in your way or stopping for no reason, swearing is 100% justified. So I need more clarity on that product. I guess you don't uh, have some to other use suggestions. it. Right, this is it. It's maybe it's an optional feature you can add in. Uh, a couple of ideas just to chuck in the mix for me, because this could be one of a line of products that we make. You know, we'll start with the Pavement Flasher 2000. Yes. We could call it the whole 2000 series, other things that are good for walking around town. What about a three-lane system in shopping centres for people who are walking quite slowly, maybe they're out on a Sunday day trip, people who are in the middle want to nip around, and then the fast lane if you've got 20 minutes for your lunch break and you need to nip to McDonald's. It's a great idea. Great idea. Something a bit like that. And then, just one other thing, uh, I grew up in Devon uh, on the south coast, and when we used to go wreck fishing, you used to have this kind of uh, radar or something like that on the boat that would tell you where all the fish were. Yep. Maybe something like that outside, maybe on your belt hoop, as you get towards the shops, you know that the queues are quite bad. You might want to give, might want to give um, Debenhams. There's, there's a, uh, a modern cultural reference for you. <laughs> Debenhams or BHS, 20 minutes, and come back later on. Do you know what I mean? Some kind of pavedar. 
Paved R. Oh my word, that's a brilliant name. We, oh. we've, we've got a knack for the names. The, the, it's, it's, it's coming out of us so quickly today, guys. You're going to have to catch up with us. 8, 12, 15 for your feedback, your suggestions. Uh, Dave in Corsham says pedestrians could definitely do with brake lights, especially during tourist season. There are many times oh. when someone will just stop in front of me and I'm walking behind and my arms will just go out like, what are you doing? Brake lights are a great idea. Uh, particularly uh, in tube stations, you remember yes. them? Yes. Uh, when you get to the bottom of the stairs, and they put they've put the the tube map there, almost helping people stop <laughs> stupidly and knocking other people into them. Uh, but these things are just two little clipped-on lights that kind of act like indicators. And you know, maybe if you drive a BMW, you might want to give that a try on the car as well. They're brilliant. It tells people which way you're going and stuff as well. Very revolutionary. Uh, Aaron in Cheltenham says, "What about armrests for singles and couples, like the ones on the back seats? That would be helpful for posture and also comfort." So I think he's thinking of a belt with plastic armrests that come out of it. You can rest your own arms when you're walking around. Imagine how good that would be. Kind of takes out the intimacy a little bit, doesn't it? If you're getting lazy, just putting your arm around the other half. Richie, do you know what? My earphone cable came out just as you were talking then. All I heard you was saying about putting your arm around my other half. What are you, what are you doing? What are you saying? <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Vince has got a great idea here. Uh, you could use the same system as a car parking sensor with colour lights if someone's getting too close. If they still keep coming either towards or behind you, uh, you can get a spoken alarm that just goes, get back. Uh, that's from uh, Vince in Suffolk. I, I provided the effects myself. Uh, do you know what? One other one I'd like to chuck in there, because obviously this is, a, this is, gonna be a, this is the beginning, the pedestrian uh, flasher, pavement flasher 2000 is the beginning of an entire line of inventions from us. Do, do you ever get fed up sometimes, say, if you're having coffee somewhere and someone else is talking incredibly loudly? Yes. That's quite a wind-up as well. Now, I've just discovered this feature in our car. I did say to you on the Hometime Show a couple of weeks ago that I only know how, like, 1% of the buttons <laughs> work in our, in our VW van. But I, I like to listen to audiobooks on history when we're doing a long drive. And I've discovered, only through necessity, because the family are having a go at me how to pan the sound over to my particular side of the uh, of the car into the into the driver's seat oh, have you ever yeah. done that before it's not so, new tech I think that was in my dad's Cavalier tech. back in the <laughs> 80s <laughs> it's new to me mate and I tell you what that could be a brilliant thing to bring in just pan someone's sound off to the left or right get them out of the equation <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Richie and I have been a little bit like uh, Steve Jobs earlier on with Black Roll Neck Jumpers, uh, unveiling our new product, the Pavement Flasher 2000, an indicator system for pedestrians. And we are asking the question, what tech from other modes of transport would work well in the world of walking around? Uh, Ian Heron says, what about a jet fighter heads-up display to alert you to oncoming walking traffic without having to look up from your mobile phone. Great idea. Would be very, very popular. Uh, Matt is hanging on. Uh, Matt, what have you come up with? Well, I was thinking, you know, when you're walking down the pavement or you're in the supermarket yeah. and you, you do that little dance because somebody wants to go left or somebody wants to go right and you can't quite work out yeah. who can go which way, and inevitably mm. you both end up going to the same direction and bumping into, uh, into each other. So I was thinking if you had... Uh, some kind of airbag system you could you could avoid those you know n- knocks into each other and you could you could call it um an uh, pavement airbag protection system which is paps 
for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Wonder where you're going there. Yeah, it was a payoff worth it at the end. Good lad. You know this show. It's got a whiff yeah, of a uh, got a whiff of uh, Big Hero Six about it with the big sort of like uh, inflatable suit. If you've ever seen that movie. Well, well the bit that worries me, it's, it's reminding me of Brass Eye. It's got undercurrents of Trust Me Trousers, and I don't think we want to head in that direction. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Now I received a picture from my teenage son, uh, which is one of those images that you're like, oh no, what's he done? What's he done? He's really into his BMXing, massively into his BMXing, is Charlie. Uh, but unfortunately, he's uh, flown off his bike. Uh, down at the uh, the local BMX track. Because he's a sensible boy, he's wearing his helmet. But I think it's fair to say the impact was his face. He's got oh, no. a, a cracker of a black eye and uh, uh, all these grazes and all this kind of thing. Safe to say, because he is a teenage lad, he's realised very quickly that uh, this needs to go up on his socials uh, and that it's going to play well with the girls. So uh, he's already uh, using this quite nicely to his advantage. And I have to say, as a proud parent, he's literally already back on his bike and back down the track. Did he have his arm in a bit of plaster? I, all my entire schooling, childhood, whatever, I always wanted my arm in plaster, like Gary Lineker in the uh, Mexico 86 World Cup, and it never <laughs> happened. Is he, has he got his arm in plaster? Because people love that as well, of signing the name and stuff. He is he has escaped plaster, which, uh, yeah, like you say, it was always a bit of a cool thing. Uh, the kid yeah. at school who could sign their... Kid at school who could sign their plaster. He's escaped that. Uh, but it does raise the question, when you've suffered an injury doing the thing that you love the most and also as a sub question did it stop you from doing that hobby or did you get literally straight back on the bike yeah, because my my young sister Anna who is obsessed with horses always has been even since she was a kid she had a really bad injury falling off her horse when she was about probably 13 or 14 uh, and the doctor said if she hadn't got into hospital within the hour they would have had to have amputated her arm wow and uh, so she's got a pin in it and all that kind of stuff wow. now, if that was me I'd think do you know what? I might give the whole riding shire horses and ponies around. I'll give it a miss. I'll do something else. But not Anna. She still goes, she's still got her own horse and goes and feeds it every morning and does stuff with the hay or whatever the hell you have to do with it. Either way, fair play to people who kind of technically and literally get back on the horse. Or on the bike in this case as bike, well. Yeah. Whether it's uh, four legs or two wheels. We want to hear. Uh, Gillian says, I ran my index finger under the needle of my sewing machine while putting a zip in my cure hoodie. Had to go to A&E. All the people in the Q behind me laughed. Do you know what, though? That, that's the worst thing. I was always terrified of sewing machines, even back in the home economics days, because your natural reaction if something bad or painful happens to you, you're sewing stuff. Absolutely. Oh, make it even faster. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them. Emily says, I'm a pole dancer. And, one fell out, and once fell out of an inverted trick right onto my head. I was lucky I didn't break my neck. It meant, and I mean literally, my neck has never been quite the same, though. I've also pulled, strained, and generally injured various different muscles, but I'm still pole dancing. Keep going, Emily. Uh, Rob said... Uh, that sounds wrong. That sounds it wrong. Does. I didn't mean it like that. It's not the first time he said that. No. Uh, right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. It's probably best. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. 
Uh, Doug in Bridlington uh, sent us a text that's just got our imaginations racing because it doesn't clarify anything. He says, almost definitely the least heroic tale we get this evening. I gave myself a collapsed lung playing pool in 1997, <laughs> but I'm still playing to this day. Please, how on earth, if you're listening at the moment, uh, A, Doug, get in touch, or B, if you're just listening, do the, do the uh, Quincy MD in your mind. How on earth would someone give themselves a collapsed lung whilst playing pool? I just don't get it. Oh, I can't imagine it. Tom, uh, tell us what happened to you. So I was skydiving in Kenya in 2017, December 2017. I had a really bad landing. I snapped my femur quite badly. Um, so bad that it was kind of shattered. Um, I was stuck over there for nearly two weeks and I ended up having to be repatriated back to the UK and I was just about fixed. Wow. I'm looking to go skydiving again in about two weeks. Oh, you madman. You madman. You're looking to jump again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing it for 20-odd years. I've done about 4,500 jumps now. Um, I was in the Red Devils, the British Army parachute team, for a number of years, too. Wow. So it's kind of my life. Now, so, Tom, on the yeah. Red Devils, I have been fortunate enough once in my life to jump yeah. with the Red Devils, and it was oh, one right. of the most amazing experiences ever in my life. Yeah. That one jump went well... And my logic was, well, that was great. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> uh, well, the guy that took you would have had 800 jumps before he was even allowed to be a tandem instructor. So well, someone's got. What about your family they? and friends, though, man? Are, are they not saying to you, look, we, we've we've nursed you back to full health, and you know what happened to you abroad, all that kind of stuff? Please uh, don't do it. Kind of. Well, my partner, my girlfriend, she's a little bit... Well, she's obviously very nervous about it, but she's also happy for me to go ahead and go for it again. She knows, that's, wow. like I say, that's my life, really, and most of my friends go alive too, so they're all looking forward to me getting back into it. it when, when's it going to happen? When's the big day for the, the first sky jump in eight, uh, ages? We're looking at probably a week and a half, or just under two weeks. Um, well, will you do us a favour and get in touch with us on the Home Time Show the morning you're going to do it? And we'll, we'll, we'll play you like a, a rousing song or Tom something. Tom Petty, free falling. <laughs> Maybe nothing, not that. Maybe not that. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, what a podcast you have tonight. A second podcast extra. Oh, yes, we've got some news about Doug. That's right, we couldn't work out how on earth he managed to give himself a collapsed lung back in 1997 playing pool. He's just back on in the text. He says, to answer your question, Bush and Richie, I have a very powerful break, and I managed to sort of punch myself in my side as I was breaking. It was sore at the time, but even worse when I woke the following morning. I put up with it for two days, then I went to the doctor's Monday morning, and got an ambulance to hospital straight away. Collapsed lung. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. It's home time with Bush and Richie, where real music matters here on Absolute Radio. And thanks to our lovely friends at Tesco Mobile, we have some fantastic prizes to give you in a little game that we like to call... It's all because Tesco Mobile is the only network to give you up to 40 quid a month off your Tesco shopping store when you join or upgrade on selected tariffs. And uh, it's an honour this evening, no doubt sweating somewhere in the United Kingdom, to speak to our contestant. It's Lorna. All right, Lorna, where are you? Hiya, I'm in Wakefield. Wakefield. How's things up there, Lorna? Um, beautiful weather today, but I've got um, a bit of sunburn painting my fence. 
What colour have you got with? I've got to pay my yeah. fence at the moment and I'm actually trying to... I'm genuinely uh, getting people's opinions as to what is a good colour to paint a fence. Um, I'm not sure mine's the best colour. It's forest green. Forest green. Yeah. Do you know, we, we, did, uh, we did some of our fence in that colour as well. I love the smell, though. Is it is it still creosote? Is that still a thing or not? I just love um, the smell it, of the stuff. It didn't smell like creosote. It didn't really smell of anything. Well, look, this is great fence chat, but I think for the sake of everyone other than you, me and Bush, we need to... Uh, Should we meet up again after <laughs> yeah. this? Because I, I feel like we've got ground still to cover. I think our producer's got Lorna's number, so we can all meet up and talk Fair. about fences. But I've got some rules for you, Lorna, OK? OK. We've got this uh, shed load of prizes up for grabs. Couldn't be easier for you to win them. We're going to read out every prize we have. Uh, when you say stop, you get to keep whatever we've listed off. But, of course, a fiendish catch. Uh, there is a timer. We don't know how long is on that timer or when it runs out uh, if you haven't stopped and the timer goes off you lose everything and you'll oh. know the time is up because you'll hear this hello oh hang on oh phew, i dropped the phone okay okay, <laughs> okay. That, that makes sense yeah good right remember to say the word more we will keep listing off prizes and stop when you want to claim your haul let's play more 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 right Ten litres of milk. £1,000 cash in cold, hard cash. A cuddly tie. A Microsoft 13-inch Surface Pro laptop. Stop. Hey, well, listen, Lorna, you are back... How do you like it? How do you like it? Score, 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 score. That's right, Lorna, you have bagged uh, the 13-inch Surface Pro laptop, a cuddly toy. Do we know what type of cuddly toy it is? Imagine if it's a little Roachford. How weird would that be? Uh, £1,000 cash in cold hard cash, and then 10 litres of milk. If you've keeping a lion, you're absolutely sorted. Well done. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Now let's find out what would have happened, because oh. there was still... £40 from our friends at Tesco Mobile to be won. Hello. Okay. Hang on. Oh, I dropped the phone. And then that was it. Wow. That was it. So you did brilliantly there, Lorna. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, listen, you get the rest of that lawn, um, get the rest of that fence done. Get back in touch with me and Richie and we'll have some more fence chat. Good to speak to you. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile. Uh, when you join or upgrade on selected tariffs with Tesco Mobile, you get a club card plus and no extra cost for six months. It means you can feed the family for less, saving up to £40 on your Tesco shop in store every month. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So there you go. There's another podcast in the bag. If you are listening to this for the first time, maybe you've been drawn to listening to the Hometime Show podcast through some kind of uh, macabre interest in uh, what was at the end of uh, that listener's garden. And we won't repeat that again because it's contained with what you just heard. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, drop us an email. Come and say hello. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's good to have you on board. Thank you, everyone. And so ends the hometown show. The boys have left the studio. But let me be your guarantor that hometown will be back for more. Push and Richie on the radio. They'll be back again tomorrow. Have the music interview. Subscribe, rate, and leave reviews. 